Our Father, when we come and worship our Lord Jesus, we feel so blessed. Even as we offer up to you our praise and adoration, your life flows down upon us. And as we've recently heard also, the rivers of living water come from within us and also flow outward. And so as we come to study your word this morning, we pray for that living life of Jesus through his spirit. Bring us into the throne room where our Lord is exalted. Help us hear the word of God as it's ministered by the Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, I'm very thankful to be here today and thankful for all the prayers that all of you have given. It was a little more than a month ago that my wife had a, a light stroke on a Sunday morning. And uh, at the present time, she's doing very well. Gaining strength every day. But we know, and she testifies that she can feel the prayers from the saints on her behalf. So now she has a physical therapist who comes in twice a week and they, they walk from about a mile. And so she's getting stronger, which is what uh, needs to happen. Anyway, we appreciate so much your prayers. Now the brothers have felt like our theme for the present season should be Christ our life. I think probably we will have to speak on this theme until the Lord comes back. There's so much to cover when we say Christ is our life. I, I was able to listen from home at the messages given so far and, and they're true blessings. And so I want for us to look and try to confine ourselves to a small uh, message on Christ our life. There's a number of places in the New Testament where you could say the, the words in the scripture is actually Christ our life. And one of those portions is found in Colossians chapter 3 where in verse 4 it says when Christ our life is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. So I'd like us to go to Colossians 
and read uh, one portion at the end of Colossians 1 into 2, and then one portion in chapter 3 of Colossians. So, today we will now Paul, it seems, has never visited the church in Colossae. But it doesn't seem to hinder him at all from ministering and from interceding on their behalf. And we find at the end of chapter 1, he's explaining his ministry that the Lord has given him. So we want to begin in verse 25, where he's been talking about serving in the church. And he says, The church of which I became a minister, according to the stewardship from God which was given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God. 第一章二十五节，我照神为你们所赐我的职份做了教会的执事，要把神的道理传得全备。That is, the mystery which had been hidden from the past ages and generations, but now has been revealed to his saints。这道理就是历世历代所隐藏的奥秘，但如今向他的圣徒显明了。To whom God willed to make known what the wealth of the glory. Of this mystery among the Gentiles is the mystery that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, admonishing every person and teaching every person with all wisdom, so that we may present every person complete. In Christ. For this purpose I also labor, striving according to his power, which works mightily within me. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea. And for all those who have not personally seen my face. That their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and that they would attain to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And then we want to go to chapter 3 and read the first the four verses. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on things that are on earth. 
For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. This topic of Christ our life, uh, this theme gets right at the heart of one of the greatest mysteries of the faith. Paul said it's been hidden through all the ages. Now all religions want to somehow unite with God through good service or good works or worship. But by man's religion, this mystery can be discovered. It remains a secret. And even as others look at Christians, there's a mystery when they see a Christian with Christ in them, which they cannot explain. But we notice very clearly that Paul says, this is no mystery at all to we Christians. For it's been revealed to the saints. But to see a full and comprehensive Christ our life has got, has got to be something that is a lifelong pursuit. For me, there have been moments in my life that were life changing. And often for me what happens is I would be studying a particular book of the Bible and the Holy Spirit would open up that book and I would see things I'd never seen before. Now I went to a Bible school to prepare for ministry and we studied the book of Colossians. Well, I graduated from the school in 1970. But in 1983 is when I first understood the book of Colossians. I remember it so well. I was studying the book of Colossians and then the Holy Spirit began to open up uh, my understanding. I, I saw almost what I would say was a vision. The vision was this. There I was standing at the foothills of a mountain. It was the mountain of Christ. And I looked up way to the top up there, and there was Paul almost at the top of the mountain. Now, you know, Paul was up so high on the mountain. 
he could see for oh, it seemed like thousands of miles about Christ. Uh, and I saw myself in the foothills. I'm just looking at Jesus' feet. I thought to myself, when you read the book of Colossians, Paul sees such a big Christ. He's so big. At that time, I I had just bought, uh, I I had an Olympus SLR camera, you know, the old-fashioned camera, yeah? And I think maybe, for me, sometimes the Lord has a sense of humor, but the Spirit spoke to me and said, you need a wide-angle lens. You know, I saw this much of Jesus, but he said, no, no, you need a wide-angle lens. And then as I studied, I feel like the Lord said, now you need to move the camera back, because you still don't see enough. When we read the book of Colossians, what a Christ there is. For me, at that time, in 1983, I described Christ as the macrocosmic Christ of creation. You know, from from Colossians chapter one about him creating everything, holding the universe together, you know. But then he was also the microcosmic Christ, because he was Christ in you, the hope of glory. I think it must have been probably two months where every time I looked at Colossians, something new uh, came alive. You know, the Lord sometimes opens up our heart to see things. But 1983 was a transformation year for me. Because while I was seeing this wonderful Christ, my, my oldest son died in a car accident. And within a few months, we had moved to another place. And perhaps if I had not seen more of Christ, I don't know what I would have done. I felt something that's hard to describe, but this is the way I would put it. My soul, my emotions, my mind, were devastated. But my heart felt peace. Isn't that a strange phenomenon? 
这实在是何等奇特的一个景况。I know perhaps many of you have felt the same thing. 但其实我想可能你们当中的许多人也经历了类似的情形。You know, you lose your oldest son, you feel like you've lost everything. 你觉得哦，我失去了我的长子，我实在失去了一切。You question, you wonder, maybe if I did this and the, you know, all of this. 你在那里有很多的问题，很多的自责，说啊，可能是因为我做错了这个，我做错了那个。but then at heart level I felt Christ dwelling in my heart. And there was a peace that passes all understanding. So we are fearfully and wonderfully made, aren't we? And I'm so thankful that at that time I'd seen a little bit more of Christ and it somehow helped pull me through in these days. Now let's go back and talk about this matter of Christ our life. Let's begin to think of this greatest of mysteries there in Colossians 1.27. Paul speaks of the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now Paul is speaking as a steward of this mystery. You know, each of the apostles had their own stewardship of certain aspects of Christ that they were to share with brothers and sisters. Whether it was Peter, whether it was John, whether it was James or Paul, all of them had a stewardship which helped build the foundation of Christ in the church. And it was Paul's unique stewardship to share this matter of Christ in us, the hope of glory. He calls it a most glorious mystery. In those eight verses we read in chapter one and two, he mentions that word mystery four times. One English translation I like of this Colossians 1:27. Uh, Paul says, I am a steward of the richest and most glorious mystery of all mysteries, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, as great as the mystery of Christ our life is, the mystery began working in you and I the moment we were saved. You 
You know, in my younger days, I was an evangelist, pretty much. And one of the verses I would use all the time was Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and sup with him. Now in those days, I didn't know what it really meant, but I used it to ask people to ask Jesus to come into their lives and he would come in, and it's true. I mean, what a mystery. God comes to dwell in you. Here is a God who is beyond all space. I wish our brother Christian was here to explain to me the black hole that they've discovered in our own galaxy. I have no idea what that black hole is, but I don't want to go near it. <laughs> but our brother Christian could explain it all to us. Such a universe, and God is beyond the universe. And as he said to Solomon, nobody can build a house that can contain me because I am over everything. And yet here's the mystery. He's decided to dwell in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I remember, I don't know if you, do you read uh, A.W. Tozer? You read this man? Yeah. He, he has one wonderful book uh, on this called Man, the Dwelling Place of God. You remember how John and Andrew first came to Jesus and said, Jesus, Jesus, where are you staying? Jesus said, come on, I'll show you. And he went to somebody's house. Now, if you saw Jesus today, he said, Jesus, Jesus, where are you staying? Well, he wouldn't point to a house. But he also wouldn't point to heaven. He would quote, the Gospel of John, chapter four, uh, chapter fourteen, verse twenty-three. Jesus, Jesus, where are you staying? He would say, "The Father and I have come to dwell in you." Now, that's that's the mystery. How how do you explain that? Think about our Lord. And think about His life. It's holy. 
and undefiled. Totally righteous. Powerful. Uh, uh, full of light. Kind, merciful. And he lives in you. That's Christ our life. I mean, how, how do you explain this? There's such a distance between our life and his life. You know, it's like one of our sisters here. Who receives a phone call? From Buckingham Palace. And they call to say, You now, sister, have to take over for Queen Elizabeth. A big black limousine is coming to pick you up. It's going to have to take you to Saks Fifth Avenue because all of your clothes have to be changed. We're going to fly you over private jet. And you're going to sleep in the Queen's bedroom. Do you think she has a queen size bed or a king? I don't know. What do you think would happen to that sister who goes from nothing to becoming the queen of England? Now there's a whole life in us, this tremendous life. And it's dwelling in us. All of our children growing up want to be a superhero. You know, like poor old Peter Parker. He's a nobody living in New York. Until he turns into Spider-Man. Then he has all kinds of power. Well, by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has come to dwell in us. It didn't happen because we were righteous or we did something good. It's by his grace alone. And it's made more of a mystery because when he came in, we never heard a sound. Now tell me, when you got saved, did you feel Jesus come inside you? Now maybe some, some of you, maybe you did feel something. But he comes in quietly. I mean, he's the great high priest. But he doesn't come in with the bells on his priestly robe, jingling and jangling in your heart. I mean, he's the king of kings. But he doesn't come in with a big clanking sword. You can hear clank, clank, clank. He is the prophet. 
But you don't hear him shouting when he comes in you, repent, repent. Well, he came into our lives as a a silent presence. You know, our Lord is so humble. He just humbly comes in in his presence. Maybe we feel some peace inside. Maybe when we got saved, we felt some joy inside. Now actually that was Jesus, but we just thought it was peace or, or joy. Because when Christ became our life, He moved right into the Holy of Holies in our spirit. His coming was deeper than just the outward curtain of our body. He came in deeper than the holy place of our soul. You know, we have the lampstand that speaks of our mind. We have the altar of incense that speaks of our emotions. The table of showbread that speaks of our consecrated will. But his coming in went all the way into our spirit. And when he came in, there was a Shekinah glory. There was a presence there that you could feel. It was invisible. But he came to dwell in us by the Holy Spirit. So, first of all, we proclaim the gospel that Christ is our life. And this is what Paul is saying in Colossians chapters 1, 2, and 3. So let's uh, look at the scriptures here just to try to discern how we can discover this Christ who is our life. All right, he dwells within us. Perhaps we say it by faith. But now how can we begin to experience Christ, our life? You see, he's exchanged his life for ours. Now in glory, we're going to know that as a fact. But right now, perhaps it's a mystery still. So number one, we see in Colossians that in order for us to experience Christ our life, we have to realize we're dead. Now, I can see some of you don't believe that you're dead yet. 
Well, look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. I don't know if you believe the Bible, but it says, For ye are dead. No, it doesn't say we will be dead. We are dead. Alright, well, let's have a funeral service for all of us. But ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. And now the verse, when Christ our life is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Now what does he mean when he says, when Christ our life is revealed? Now he's talking about the time that Christ comes back to earth in his physical body. Now you do understand that, that Jesus is coming back to this earth. And he's coming back in his physical body. He has a physical body that's been transformed by glory. But he still has nail prints in his hands. He's still a human being. He became that for us. He's not going to be some big giant 12 feet tall. But he will be glorious. Such power in him. Ruling, reigning. Resurrection power. Now you know today, I don't know how many of you have an electric car yet. Maybe I should play the lottery in order to afford one, but so far I don't have one. Don't play the lottery. But what's the problem with our electric cars? The battery. The battery's huge. And the battery runs out too soon. Now, probably, who's the guy buying the Twitter? Elon Musk. Musk. Probably Musk will invent the battery that will allow us all to have an electric car. A battery like this big. It lasts 1,000 miles. Think of the power has to be figured out in that battery. Now think of Jesus. Now he's got a human body like you and I. But his battery power is a lot stronger than you and I. Talk about everlasting battery power. That's powerful. Now when he is revealed back on earth, he's going to be the king, very human, very divine. You're going to also be revealed. 
with a physical body. Well, I hope it doesn't quite look like this. But it will be recognizable. But we will be transformed spirit, soul, and body. We will look like Jesus. We will be his perfect complement as his bride. So when he comes back to earth, we will come also with resurrection bodies looking like Jesus. Not only outward, but inwardly. Because his life now is regenerating and transforming us into glory. This is what Paul wants the Colossians to understand. He says he's wrestling, wrestling for the Colossians. Now he's wrestling for them that they might be complete in Christ. Christ expressed as our life. And the Colossians will not know that fullness, that completion, unless they understand it's Christ that is our life. Now, how we will be transformed to look like Christ is a mystery that I can't even go into. How is that going to happen? Now, some of the younger people here, usually they sit on the back row. Now, maybe they believe, well, you know, I got 30, 40, 50 years to be transformed. They, they might think it's possible, but old people like me, I'm saying, now, how's that ever going to happen? I mean, we got so far to go. I don't know about you, but I've got a long way to go to look like Christ. So now, what the Colossians did, they made a mistake. They were trying to look like Christ by using their own battery. You know, somebody came to them and said, Look, if you want to look like Jesus, you have to be more religious. You need to stop you need to stop eating things. Your body needs to suffer to become more like Jesus. You need to keep certain religious laws if you want to be like Jesus. And you need to know some special theology and philosophy if you want to be like Jesus. Paul said, no, no, no. Stop looking at these things. Focus on Christ. He is our life. That's the key to our transformation. So how are we going to be changed? Well, if we look in the book of Colossians, we have to see a Christ 
of great power and glory. Now he created us. And he's held us together. And so it will be his greatness and power that will transform us into glory. All right. But back to the point. You are dead. It's so important to find in Christ our life. Paul put it in other ways, in other epistles. You all know Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. We all know Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified in him. Or 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. So he's saying to the Colossians, Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. I wonder how much sleep we have lost, how much we worry, how much we strive over things because we don't realize we're dead. In every marriage, there seems to be two kinds of people. One of the couple worries all the time. And so the other one is usually a little bit careless. Now, which one are you? Are you the worrier? Well, now, thank God that, we, that some people worry. But I wonder how much sleep you've lost over things because you don't realize you're dead. Or how about this? How many of us are anger our resentment, our unforgiveness, our disappointment would continue if we realized we were dead. I mean, this is a tremendous truth. We are dead, and our life is hid with Christ in God. I heard a testimony uh, two days ago. There's a new book that's come out. And uh, it's, a, it's a book from the family of uh, Richard Vermbrand. Do you know who that is? 
Richard Wurmbrand was a Romanian who was tortured for Christ and wrote a book about it. Fourteen years in prison. And that Richard and his wife both suffered much in prison because of their Christian faith during the communist occupation of Romania. But now uh, one of the family members has written a book of their earlier days under the Nazi regime in Romania. And when Nazi Germany occupied Romania, they also put Richard and his wife in prison for their faith during the Nazi regime. 就提到，就是当时在德国纳粹统治的时候，他们就把这一对呃弟兄姊妹就放下在监里，因着他们的信仰。But here's a testimony of what it means to be dead. 这里的见证讲到他们已经死了。When the Nazis were defeated and the communists took over，就是当那时候纳粹被击败了，然后呃共产党呃苏联来了。The communists came and killed every Nazi they could find. 那时候呢，这些呃苏联人就杀了每一位他们能够找到的纳粹。But Richard and his wife hid Nazis in their home and helped them escape from the communists。但是那时候啊，Richard这位弟兄和他的家，他们当时就隐藏了一些纳粹的人，并且帮助他们逃亡。Now think about that level of forgiveness. The very Nazis who imprisoned them. They help to escape from the communists.那些啊，那些把他们下在监里的纳粹，他却帮助他们能够逃离啊之后共产党的这个的的追的的追捕. What a testimony.这是何等的一个见证。You are dead.你死了。If somebody does you wrong, you're dead.如果有人啊冒犯了你，你已经死了。If somebody slaps you on the cheek, you are dead. If somebody criticizes you, you are dead. 如果有人批评你，批评你，你要知道你已经死了。And it's in those very moments that we discover Christ our life. 也是在那样的情况下，我们才能够明白基督是我的生命。Ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. 你们已经死了，你们的生命与基督一同藏在神里面。Now I'm confident we're going to learn this lesson that we are dead. Because the gospel tells us that the cross will convince us that we are dead. The cross will mightily work within us. And where we are trying to live by our own life, we'll find we're not able. But as we find the life of Christ within us, we'll find we are able. There's a wonderful uh, series of messages that T. Austin Sparks gave. Although his titles are sometimes a little difficult. Do, do you read messages by T. Austin Sparks? 
One of his series was called Faith Unto Enlargement Through Adversity. How'd you do on that, okay? <laughs> and basically, he says that in the natural, we, we find in our own experience, it is often when we go through times of pressure and deadliness, physical problems, family difficulties, these are the times of our real spiritual, of our real growth. We grow as we go through difficult times. And as, as the way of the cross is experienced in our life, we come to find more and more Christ, our life. So we're not surprised to see Paul at the top of the mountain of Christ, so far up. Because we know Paul has also been through a lot of trials here upon the earth. One of the great scriptures regarding Christ our life is in Philippians chapter 121. Now you all know it. It's for me to live as Christ, to die is gain. Which verse? 121. Now it helps us to realize that he wrote that while he was in prison and going through very difficult times. But he had come to the place where he didn't care if he lived or died. He just wanted Christ, his life. While I live on this earth, I discover more that Christ is my life. But if I die, I just discover more of Christ. And so to die is gain. And if we, by faith, recognize we are dead, this will also prove great gain to us. So we see that Paul went through great conflict and trial because he was living by Christ his life. You know, the, uh, the Judaizers were chasing after him and trying to undermine his ministry all the time. Sometimes church leaders would stand against Paul in a con in conflict. Sometimes his own physical body experienced thorns and weaknesses. And sometimes he had to wrestle against Satan himself to claim Christ as his life. 
，甚至有时候他好像要在那里与撒旦摔跤，要来宣告基督做他的生命。Now what happens to somebody who is subjected to so many problems? 所以，对于他，对于这些他们经历了这么多问题的人来说 ，a strength develops within. 在他们里面却有一个力量能够起来。We read at Romans chapter eight, verses thirty-seven through thirty-nine. 我们读罗马书第八章三十七节。We see the tremendous confidence of Paul through all he's been through. 我们就看到保罗经历了这些，他却有何等的信心。He says, "Through all these troubles, we are more than conquerors." Through Him who loved us, 他说靠着爱我们的主，在这一切的事上已经得胜有余了。For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 因为我深信，无论是死是生，是天使是掌权的，是有能的，是现在的事，是将来的事，是高处的，是低处的，是别的受造之物，都不能叫我们与神的爱隔绝。这爱是在我们主耶稣基督里里的。Now, I don't expect any of us will go through all the trials Paul went through. 我其实不觉得我们的会经历像保罗这么多的难处。But there is a principle of gaining Christ our life, which is there. 但是这里的背后的原则却是一样的。我们如何得着基督做我们的生命 ？Gaining Christ our life must be by way of the cross. 我们得着基督做我们的生命，乃是需要我们经历十字架。It's only as we go through limitations of our natural life. 只有我们经历我们天然生命的局限。Can we be filled with the fullness of Christ? 我们才能够得着，被我们才能够被基督的生命所充满。So to Embrace and make real this mystery, Christ our life. First, we need to know we are dead. So we must embrace, want to understand Christ our life. First, we must know we are dead. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. But that's only to get to the second part. 你在你里面是死的，但是你的生命是与基督一同藏在神里面。Or as he says at the beginning of Colossians 3, therefore if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above. 或者就像哥罗西书三章所说的，你们若真与基督一同复活，就当求在上面的事。Now we know that one day we'll have those resurrection bodies, even our bodies will be raised. 我们知道有一天我们的身体也要复活，就是我们的身体也有一个复活的形状。Even John, he he says in First John three, you know, one day we'll have those bodies, but we don't know what we'll look like yet, except that when we see him, we will be like him. 啊，就像约翰在约翰一书三章那里说，将来如何还未显明，但我们知道，啊，主若显现，我们必要像他。But right now our bodies are not resurrected. So how can we say we've been raised up with Christ? So we can how can we say we've been raised up with Christ? Ah, that leads to yet a third important aspect of Christ our life. So guiding us to Christ our life. The third part. Your life is hid. Is your life is hid with Christ 
Now you are resurrected. 是的, Not bodily yet. Not in body yet. Uh, but your spirit and your soul is being resurrected. I like a, 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 an English translation, the message translation on these verses. I, I hope you can go along with this. Here we go. Colossians 3.3 It says, Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. So he says your old life is dead, but now your real life is alive with Christ. Do you see that? Now your real life is alive, resurrected. When you were born again, the Spirit quickened our spirits and we came alive with resurrection life. And while we live this life, the Holy Spirit gives us foretastes of this resurrection life within us. Sometimes, the Spirit who raised Christ up from the dead with resurrection resurrects our mortal body in a moment of healing as we serve Him and live for Him. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. How wonderful. I know many of you have experienced moments when the Lord touched your body, enabling you, strengthening you in a time of weakness. But more important than our outward body, which in time will be resurrected, is what Paul calls the new man who is resurrected in you. Your old man's been crucified. But your new man is alive. Well, who is your new man? It's Christ in you. You're a new man in Christ. And so Paul spends time 
And several of his letters, including Colossians, speaking of this new man. Notice Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Verse 9 says, Since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. 因你们已经脱去旧人和旧人的行为，穿上了新人。这新人在之上渐渐更新，正如造他主的形象。Now do you know you're dead? 你是否知道你已经死了？Then you can put off the old man. 你可以把你的旧人脱去。Now do you know you're alive? 你是否知道你已经活了？Then you put on the new man. 你就可以穿上新人。What does a new man look like? 那旧人长如何呢？You see what it says? 你看这里所说的。We're being created into the image. Of the one who created us. This, this is a great, wonderful mystery. So here we have, as Christians, a, a hidden new man. He's been created spirit, soul, and one day body. To look like Jesus. Now that's the individual. Now we can't get off on the corporate side, but this is actually talking about the corporate new man, the body of Christ. There's a mystery when we gather together as the body of Christ. We live by his resurrection life. And so the church, as he says in verse 11, so there's no more Greek or Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, etc., because Christ is all and in all in the church. This is such a wonderful mystery when the church is actually living by the resurrected life of Christ. Such a good opening this morning as we came to the table. Brother Lucio shared with us the, the glory and wonder of this Christ that we worship. And then the worship in the spirit, as song leads to prayer, and prayer leads to prayer, and English prayer leads to Chinese prayer, but it's, there's no longer Chinese or English, or even songs or prayers, it's all one in the life of Christ when we're together. The Bible says as the Holy Spirit strengthens that new man within us, in the inner man, Christ dwells in our hearts through faith. And one more evidence that there is this new life within us. The new life inside of us is giving us new desires. Listen one more time to Colossians 3 verses 1 and 2. Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, 
Keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. 所以你們若真與基督一同復活,就當求在上面的事,那裡有基督坐在神的右邊,你們要思念上面的事,不要思念地上的事。So the wonderful signs that we have are now living by resurrection life within us.這裡這一個奇妙的標記,我們知道我們如今有新的生命。Number have a desire to seek the things that are above. Now, all of you and I are all people who seek the things on earth. But this resurrection life has given us the desire to seek the things above. And of course, mainly to seek Him who is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Are you a seeker after God? Do you want to know more of the Lord? See, that's His resurrection life in you, giving you that hunger to know more of the Lord. It says, as, as Jesus told His disciples, Seek first the kingship of God and His righteousness. This is something that can only happen when somebody is born again. But yet the final evidence of that resurrection life brewing within us, Paul can say, keep on seeking. Keep on setting your mind on the things above. You know, we might try with our little battery life to seek the Lord, but it doesn't last for long. You know, maybe when we're a new Christian, we think, well, I'm really devoted to the Lord. But we don't have much devotional battery. But you find in your Christian life, the battery of Christ gets stronger and stronger in you, and you seek to know Him. You know, you seek to open the Bible and study. These are all signs that Christ is becoming our life. So now let's just finally make it personal. Is Christ in your life today? Has this quiet master come in and set up his dwelling point place in you? Did you step into him by faith? If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Now do you know? That you're dead today? Maybe you knew it last week, but again, we're challenged. Now, do you know you're dead today? I am crucified with Christ. But wait a minute, do you know that you're alive today? Uh, you say, nah, I don't feel very alive today. But Paul, Paul says, 
I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. So if you feel dead today, forget about it. Christ lives in you. And he is very much alive. And, and he is our life today. Christ our life. That's what Paul says in Colossians 3. When Christ our life is revealed, you will also be revealed with him in glory. Well, I'm looking forward to that day. When the actual bodily resurrection will bring our blessed brothers and sisters that we know and love back to life. And so will we. Christ, He's our life. And knowing the size of His life, He's everything we need. So let's just have a couple of final prayers. Thank the Lord for this great life we have that we're hid in through Him. His grace.
主啊你要建造主啊你自己心仪的殿主啊并且你称为我们是你的圣殿主啊我们在这里就同心合一的祈求你也让我们爱你的心能够更多一点让我们尽心尽意尽力爱主我们的神让我们的思想意念让我们的